You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. I think it's great. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. I love it. I love you guys. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. You're listening to the Pints and Provisions podcast with Evan, Mark, Ryan, and Dan. You're listening to the Pints and Provision Podcast with Evan, Mark, and Dan. Oh, I forgot some. I can't remember. Realize it was like big. It's a big thing. my beer of the week real quick all right here we go pints and provisions podcast i'm gonna catch mark off guard here um he is looking up his beer of the week perfect (laughs) so um mark ryan and evan here tonight and we are sitting outside at mark's house so it is a beautiful uh early fall night perfect time to be outside absolutely you can hear the crickets and the cicadas in the background it's a nice midwest uh fall early fall night so I'm going to crack our first beer while Mark gives a little opportunity to look up his beer of the week. But how's everyone's week been? Go ahead, Ryan. Pretty good. I was uh, I was sick for a couple of days last week, so um, Ooh, boo. getting over that over the weekend and uh, getting back in the swing of things has been pretty nice. Um, Holy being coffee. under the weather and not really able to move much for 24 hours is... Uh, <laughs> you really enjoy the good health after you get going again after that. So, um, but yeah, nice. otherwise pretty good. But uh, got back in the swing of things on Saturday, so had a couple good drinks on uh, Saturday and Sunday, and got the week going. And off we go. Off we go. Um, Mark, you ready? I'm ready. You? I'm, I'm feeling good. This is two consecutive podcasts that I've yeah. been a part of, so I'm feeling good. What do you got? Yeah, fire up. So beer of the week. Um, we were at Sid's in the park. Um, they've got a pretty decent beer selection. Uh, we were out sitting outside, a nice evening, live music and everything, and it was kind of felt like this. Great just, place for a night like this. Right. And I just, for some reason, I, well, I know why, but it's just it's that time of year, and I just kind of want that Oktoberfest beer. It's the first style of beer that really uh, kind of shifted me from um, domestics that Mars and style it's you know I started to venture out and try different things and they had one on draft is that the or not on draft one can it was a, the Shaftley Oktoberfest it was just that's a, a good one it was just a it was a great representation of what a Marzen style lager should be you know well-balanced malts uh, just clean uh, smooth easy drinker went well with uh, the appetizers we were having so that was mine yeah, this time of year, it's a combination of pumpkin beers and no. Oktoberfest, and <laughs> both <laughs> each of those fall on different ends of the spectrum for me because I really do enjoy um, just that caramely, nutty um, lager 
taste with uh, October with your Oktoberfest, but then uh, those pumpkin beers just get a little bit out of control. So, well, you usually see pumpkin beers in like August start well, showing up. On that's shelves. part of it too, is you, you see it and it kind of gives you overkill that fall is coming. But uh, but yeah, the Oktoberfest style, I think uh, there's a lot of breweries doing great things with that, and Schlafly's a, a good one. Well, in uh, with Oktoberfest um, starting this last weekend, obviously that's why it just kind of feels right. Absolutely. And it goes for, doesn't it go for two uh, weeks? Two weeks. Yeah. So technically, we are still in Oktoberfest, fellas. Technically. Technically. I think they always get over a million people in two weeks. (laughs) That is one of my- It's just nuts. uh, You know, like bucket list beer trips is to go to Munich for Oktoberfest. Yep. And now I have Lederhosen. I am ready to go. I need to finagle a work trip over to that area in September. (laughs) (laughs) One of these years. Uh, What's your beer of the week? So, um, like I said, I was sick, so I didn't have uh, a ton. I kind of kept it light. Um, but uh, Saturday evening with, um, I'm trying to think of the football game. We had a couple of good football games on Saturday. Um, LSU, was it LSU, Texas A&M? Someone played Texas A&M. It was a good one. I thought that was Auburn. Was Auburn, Auburn A&M. Um, couple that was of, a good one. Another good one at night with uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, battling Georgia. So, uh, I had Live Oak Hefeweizen. And it was fantastic. Uh, yep. It really hit the spot. Um, I was actually going to go with my drink of the week because despite that being my favorite beer of the week, um, I think uh, my overall favorite drink of the week was a William LaRue Weller 2018. Nice. So I hadn't had that in probably three or four months. So I've, I've, I've got one bottle of it. So I've kind of been cherishing it. And it's, uh, it's almost a perfect bourbon. Oh. It's really, really nice. All right. That's a good start. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was down in uh, Merville, Tennessee. Merville. Uh, on our annual Tennessee bike trip where we destroy and punish our legs, but we have good food and drink. So, first off, beer was Fufoon, and Brian Wilburn, our southern foodie uh, expert, did bring that. What year? It. Oh, you would ask. Was I think it, it was a one? 17. Okay. Um but he brought that, and of course, we know this to be a blend of lambics uh, aged on Bergeron apricots. So I think in terms of a fruited lambic, this is one of, I think, most people's favorites probably it's in terms fantastic. of the lamb- lambics yeah. and the apricots. So we had that. Now, I'm going to segue that into what we're going to start doing now, which is kind of our favorite provision of the week. So typically, as tradition holds on our trip, this is the fourth year we did that. Um, we, um, we drink and we eat because we just finished 200 miles of biking, 10,000 feet of climbing. And, um, Brett, who Brian, who's Brian's brother and, uh, the crew down there likes to make, uh, hot chicken. So we made homemade hot chicken. We, uh, work on starting in the afternoon, kind of drying it out, salt and pepper. Uh, they bread it and then we fry it in peanut oil and then we, they have their own, like hot sauce or hot mm. kind of rub onto it. So Ooh. you pair so the, the, you know, tr- I don't know. It's, is it traditionally called Nashville hot chicken? A lot of times. Yeah. Or yeah. Southern hot chicken. Yeah. Southern. Nashville. But I have not had better hot chicken than when I have it at his house. And when we all make it together. So you, so he's done this multiple times. We have, this is our tradition. Yeah. Now. It's the last night we just get together cause we've had a good time and we've suffered, but we've had a lot of fun, drink good beers and have good food. So that was my provision of the week. Nice. Mark. What do you got? My provision. Uh, so even though this is the first week of fall, uh, we're kind of hanging on to summer here at the Barrick household. Um, 
this last uh, little heat wave, we had a resurgence with our we did with our uh, tomato plants, and so we had a lot of uh, yellow and red uh, cherry tomatoes. Uh, so Becky came up with this dish; uh, it was fantastic. So she slow roasted um, cherry tomatoes with uh, whole garlic cloves for about uh, two hours, just kind of a slow roast, and then um, tossed those in with um, a little. Uh, olive oil and a angel hair pasta and then uh, chopped up uh, some fresh uh, garden basil just a very clean uh, fresh tasting uh, pasta dish it was it was fantastic perfect and I agree like our tomato plants are really popping right now and basil grows like a weed mm-hmm. so we might have to take a, uh, um, a note out of your book there it's very good. Awesome. So uh, so mine was also cooked. It was uh, a little over a week ago before I got sick, so it kind of stuck to uh, some takeout soup and light stuff and weird things the last uh, few days. But uh, about a week and a half ago or so, um, I just made something simple, uh, like a, I don't even remember what we call it, but uh, like a, a spicy vodka, spicy vodka chicken penne or something like that. And uh, so it's just like what it sounds. Um, mm-hmm. Do uh, some some fresh uh, diced jalapenos in with. Um, so we've got a good local meat market called Pottstown. They actually make their own spicy uh, pasta sauce that I find to be really really nice. So uh, put that in there as like a base with some uh, fresh diced tomatoes. Crush those up, saute them a little bit, uh, kind of get the base going uh, with some uh, with some jalapenos diced in there, and then. Uh, just get some fresh-made pasta at a local market, put that that in there, and some grilled chicken, and then a little bit of cheese, and uh, it was pretty nice. I mean, keep the pasta to a minimum, make make it more of like a kind of a saucy chicken dish, and it's a little bit spicy and got good flavor. And nice about it. So is that a the pasta sauce from Pottstown? Is that do they like uh, can that, or is that like you have to request that? No, they've got it in their. Uh, Kind of off to the side near their frozen food section, they've got it in jars. Okay. Yeah. They've got like four or five different kinds, some different flavors and things, but I just get their kind of their main one. It's called like their traditional pasta sauce or traditional marinara or something it, like it, that. It is spicy though. You got a little spice. So it, it's got a tiny kick with it okay. for that. And then I add some jalapenos and then a couple other seasonings and spices. I add some fresh oregano and diff- a few different things to. That sounds fantastic. And yeah. I always like. Uh, pasta to like a, a pasta red pasta sauce to kind of be chunky and tomatoey so i always do uh just kind of fresh fresh cut up tomatoes and i add it to it and saute them to soften them up a little bit and then add that to the sauce so it's good it gives a little chunk to it that sounds really nice yeah so what do we got here to start off with we got the troon you know this is one of their stouts it's a milk stout up it's mm-hmm. called up to no good again Imperial Milk Stout with lactose, conditioned on, uh, Rojo's coffee and coconut, 11%, canned um, back in December. So we're holding on. Again, they were uh, back in December. December 2018. That really? I don't remember that one. We've only had them for a couple of weeks. That sounds well, It's held up fine. It has held up fine. I mean, carb, because usually the carb is what you worry about. The coffee is well, super the coffee, strong. Coffee. I would have thought if... 
I would have thought this was a fresh one. As soon as of, we popped the, that, because like of the cracked coffee. it, it like coffee just hit me in the yeah. nose. Yeah, coffee tends to be the one that <laughs> that fades off really fast. We got these like a month ago. I thought they were freshly crawled. I never even noticed the but date. But the thing is, I don't get as much coconut as I get coffee. I I get very little coconut. Yeah, which is fine. The coffee's really nice. I do um, get that green pepper like coffee flavor or aroma on that. Yeah, a little bit. I get a lot of that just nice fresh ground coffee on the taste. It's uh, it's it's pretty well done. Um, this is uh, again Troon Brewing out of Hopewell, New Jersey, and I think we talked last time. It's one of the few rural areas of New Jersey, and uh, they they're doing some good stuff. So we has, got this it, has anybody been there? I have not. No, no, sir. Okay, I don't get out to the East Coast much, but uh, I would love to stop at this place. It'd be it'd be I, an interesting. I one. figured it was something on one of your bachelor party stops, maybe. <laughs> No, you've kind of owned the East Coast uh, <laughs> beer scene during bachelor parties. Yeah, it's didn't make it down there on mine to Vermont, and uh, didn't make it on the recent one we're in St. Louis. It's not the thickest, you know, it's stout. very thin, especially um, for eleven percent. No, but it's it's delicious. But it's not; it doesn't drink like eleven percent either. And I can, you know, anybody that's listened to this knows that I'm a sucker for like a really good mouthfeel stout, but. I can look past that because the flavor, that coffee flavor is so Still fantastic. Better. Yeah. Not as much coconut, but nope. more coffee. No, and it doesn't have to be like a thick, viscous, greasy stout. Right. You know, I mean, to please I, me. Don't get me wrong. I love that. Because I think we've got a couple on deck here. Oh, do we? All right. <laughs> I think we've got a couple viscous, greasy stouts on deck. <laughs> um, the so This is from Rojo's Roastery, the coffee beans, and they're in uh, New Jersey as well, and kind of feel like I need to order some beans from there. These are uh this the coffee flavor is really nice. Yeah. And it for it to be a crowler from December and hold up that much coffee. That kind of reminds you it's like Bourbon County is always one that for some whatever they do with their coffee and however they do their coffee it in holds. their stouts, it holds up better than mm-hmm. almost any stout. Absolutely. Sure. And it must just be like elven magic or something that they do <laughs> because it works. Isn't that great though? I love I love like when you see uh, these collaborations between breweries <coughs> and uh, coffee roasters, and like how it just kind of like opens it up. How many times have we had a coffee beer, and the next thing you know, we are seeking out their beans? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I I love that. You know, you, you can just name. You know, it's like we start. Perennial to- made a you know great name for Sump. I oh, gotta think I agree. that people go to Sump Coffee because they've heard of them through Perennials. At um, least beer, at least beer lovers. Beer lovers for sure, but um, it kind of spreads around. Um, you know, Bourbon County for widely distributing around the country always has that in- Intelligentsia label on theirs. Um, and that's a pretty well-known uh, Chicago coffee roaster. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Modern Times, they make their own coffee beans yeah. there. Uh, so that's always kind of a big hit. But then um, I think it's I think it's uh, Bottle Logic and, oh, I know, uh, Three Chiefs and, and a couple other ones are using Moster Coffee. Moster, uh, yeah. So that's a big one that I know There's beer people all over the country are starting to order beans from, things an, like that. Another one that comes to mind is Double Stack from Great Notion. They use Clutch Coffee. Clutch, okay. So, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like you start to... It's cool. It's you a cool concept these, how they right. very, very strategically point out the name and keep the – it's usually a local place, so they're keeping kind of the local business owners in mind, and all that's really, really neat. And For sure. Oh, that's definitely like probably a hand-in-hand relationship mm-hmm. where, you know, one promotes the other, the other promotes the other, so uh, – and with coffee and beer going so well. The I other. mean, it's probably the only one of like the adjuncts that I can think of. 
Uh, you know, because like you know, if you're adding vanilla beans, that's like Madagascar. It's not relevant to something other local company yep. or you know it's like probably coffee can you guys think of another adjunct that would be a local connection other than maybe like fruited things where you're using um like local fruits or things right. like that and but yeah. I, I mean other than that you're dealing with um like hops uh, are usually very 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 regional specifically regional yeah. okay. but usually like jester king and side project usually note uh where they get their fruits from on what farm and Usually their own. <laughs> side Project, well, Jester King's usually their own. Side Project usually uses Missouri. Missouri. Uh, but they've had a few Missouri. where they go uh, and get uh, Oregon grapes, and they note that farm that they get them from. Okay. So it's always cool to, to point that out, and I'd love to have the time to kind of visit some of those farms and some of that's just kind of see some of that at some point. adjuncts. That's more of like how they're brewing that particular beer, correct? True. Yeah. But coconut's coconut. Right. Vanilla's usually... Madagascar. Madagascar. Or the most intense. What's the other Tahitian? one? Tahitian. Tahitian, yeah. Tahitian, Tahitian. or uh I mean some places use Mex I mean, Three Floyds puts in Mexican vanilla to their uh to their base Dark Lord recipe, so it's probably not vanilla beans. But okay. that Angie's Madaga- uh Madagascar. Yeah. Okay. That probably I think it's probably because so. it's the most pungent and the most rich yeah flavorful vanilla that you can get and what it was the what did we find out we did like was it the second or the third most um expensive per ounce like come like commodity right. it, it was up spice there. or something right. like oh my lord did you see how thick that was <laughs> speaking of madagascar vanilla that, that <laughs> beer makes this one look like a like a pale ale <laughs> Holy! Speaking of pilsners, is that what we have with from our Troon Crawler? So we just poured the American Solera dollar for dollar. I love the label. This is one of my favorite labels. It has uh, George Washington, and then like a mirror image of George Washington with an eye patch on, holding a stick. It's like a dollar, dollar for a dollar, eye for an eye kind of pun, and it is such a cool, simple label. But it's totally. I'm keeping this bottle. It's totally uh, a play on dollar for dollar is like the trading lingo. Like, yep, I'm going to exactly. do a trade dollar for you know, dollar sign number four dollar sign. So it's three characters for the uh, for the name. And uh, man, look at that thing boy! Pouring. It pours. It pours oily. <laughs> motor oil, motor oil. I wish I would have taken a video of the pour. I mean, wow, liquid. A little more, Mark. A little more. Hang on. Let me get my camera out for this. This would be good. for this one. Yeah. Hang on a second. We're right. Uh, social we're get media. Some social media. Process. Here, Mark. I mean, Lordy. Okay. So. You ready for the other one, Mark? Uh, so, yeah. This is the American Solera yeah, dollar for dollar. Perfect. Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels with Madagascar vanilla beans, as we just mentioned. 15%. A B V, American Solera, located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. What is our other favorite Oklahoma brewery? Prairie. Thank you. Yes. Um, these also guys. Tulsa. Yeah. So Tulsa is not a bad place to be. I never yep. probably imagined myself saying that. I've never been there. <laughs> But it would be nice to go there and go visit well, these two places. Tulsa is kind of on, sort Holy of on the way cow. to Austin if you're doing a road trip. You could kind of deviate a little bit. <laughs> a road trip from Illinois to Austin. I've done it. <laughs> no, right. I did. I did do 
a road trip when I was out of college. We went down to a Texas game from here in the Midwest, and we did dri- obviously got a drive through Oklahoma. I don't remember most of it because I think we just sort of put our head down and drove. Um, but that that road trip's long, uh, very long. Oh, yeah, for sure. And other than driving through, uh, like, the Ozark National Forest, there's not much scenery, right? Nope. Once you get through southern Missouri and northern Arkansas. You want me to, want me to pour? Yeah, that's fine. So we got a few things open here right now. We finished our Troon. I think we all agreed the, the coffee was really nice. Uh, as we poured <laughs> the American Solera, we... We noticed uh, a little bit of thinness on the Troon relative to the American Solera. Relative but, to. Relative to. Um, pretty impressive for an 11% stout. It really doesn't drink like that, and it was uh, it was pretty solid. So the American Solera Sons of Darkness is a non-adjunct imperial stout in bourbon barrels. Did you say this already? 16%? Haven't said it. In collaboration with 18th Street Brewery, which is... Out of Hammond, uh, Hammond uh, Indiana. Indiana, yeah. Just uh, basically straight up about five miles north of uh, Three Floyds. Okay. So Holy cow. What, a dollar for dollar? Yes. The real deal? Is it the real McCoy? That mouthfeel is unbelievable. And the uh, Sons of Darkness is uh, aged in Woodford Reserve Barrels. It doesn't really have a whole lot of details. That's good. There's definitely uh, good. some hype train on both of these, so I, I think we're that's kind of why we wanted to put them side by side. And American Solera kind of came on the scene with their sour game and farmhouse yes. ales and things like that. And then, uh, I mean, really kind of out of nowhere, they p- started pumping out a few stouts, and people What's got the, pretty uh, excited about them. I'm drawing a blank. for the, They did the collab with 18, 18th Street Brewing. Um, what's their – is that – Bitches Bank. Bitches or? Bank. Okay, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Russian Imperial Stout. Okay. They do that with American Solera. No. No. That's, they, oh, that's not a collab. But that's what 18th think, Street does. I was trying to think yeah. of what their uh, big stout was. And yeah. That's, okay. Bitches Bank. Barrel Age Bitches Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a day. They've uh, they've given a name to when they release that. It's it's kind of like Three Floyds does their Dark Lord Day, and they have a much lower lower uh, key event. But uh, they release that and some other things. On a certain day, and <laughs> wow, Mark's doing some weird stuff over here. He is really wow. excited about this beer. <laughs> this this dollar for dollar is unbelievable. Thickness. It might be one of the thickest beers I've ever had. This this far beats any toppling Goliath sickness. Thickness, thickness, sickness. I'm trying to think of like mouthfeel stouts that I love. Are toppling Goliath, yes. I think uh, the Weldworks beers have that really nice mouthfeel as well i wonder what the residual like what the residual sugars on these things are because like sometimes you can really fool people into your mouthfeel and your um with that lactose. creaminess with residual sugars and unless yeah. it's a fully attenuated stout meaning you've kind of fully fermented all the sugars out of it you can still hold on to mouthfeel in those situations but you just don't get as much sweetness now so i like, would assume like how long do you think they're doing the boil on something like this Probably a lot. Yeah. You know, and, and you're also, <clears throat> like I meant, like I had heard, and I know some breweries will do, is when you sparge or pull off from your mash, you pull off like the first runnings because those are going to be some of the most concentrated sugar per volume of water that you can get. And if you get 
two or three mashes going and you just pull off the very first runnings of each one, you're going to come up with a much more concentrated sugar. And then you even boil that down farther, you're going to have a really high sugar content beer. Okay. So you wonder like what their process is with something like that. Now, this could be just overtly sweet too because of the vanilla. Sure. I can see that, but I mean like... It doesn't taste sugary sweet though. It does not at all. No. I don't find this to be a underly attenuated beer that is just too much sugar like dextrose or some um, um, sugar like that that just didn't ferment, ferment out. This seems to be like, hi, my name is Vanilla and this is what I'm here for. Yeah. Unbelievable. Delicious. <laughs> it's kind of, everyone's kind of speechless. It's got this sticky creaminess like, it's coating like the t- back top of my mouth in a way that beer really just doesn't usually right. doesn't yeah like it usually gets kind of a film on the sides of the bottom part of your your mouth but like this thing is really coating and i mean looking at all of our glasses sitting around i mean it is staying all the way to the top everything on here you can still see the um, original line my poor line on this glass this is like diabetes in a glass oh, yeah i mean it's super heavy but uh Betis. they did a really good job with this um yes Yes, I think that... Just trying to think, you know... The hype on this is real. So the hype is real, but then recently there's been like the opposite hype where there's been people saying it's not that good and it's overrated and things like that. And I'm sitting here kind of like... I'm not sure. I'm having a hard time with that. Um, This is is a really well-made beer. Um, Like you said with the... I mean, it doesn't taste artificial. It doesn't taste like they've just added a bunch of stuff to add to the mouthfeel like they've really done it the right way. And um, the vanilla beans probably aren't in my top three or four vanilla flavors I've had in beer, but it's definitely up there. Um, but boy, it's, this is a special beer. I get a pretty good like mineral component to it. I feel like there's this like mineral, um, nose to it. I don't know. This could be from the barrel. I get tons of the barrel on the nose. Yeah. I really get all barrel. I don't get much vanilla or chocolate. My palate's probably a little bit congested on the nose, but um, I get get my scent is a little congested. Look, it's a pretty young, could be a pretty fresh young barrel. Wow. I'd be curious. I'm sorry, earlier I might maybe zoned out. What year was this? Is this fresh? It's pretty fresh. Yep. Within the last, I would, I would love within to the last try probably that. four months, I would say maybe six months. I'd love to try that with maybe like two months, uh, two or three years on it. See where that's holding up. Yeah, and sometimes we we talk about it a little bit, but sometimes that's how you really see how well the beer is made, right? I mm-hmm. mean, some of these beers don't last. I mean, we've had a few that were great, fresh, and then after six months, they're just kind of crap, they, yeah, right? They fade and you and can just kind of tell at that point. Yeah, yeah, it really wasn't that well made of a beer. They just kind of overly adjuncted it, and from a pastry shop perspective, it right, was sure. well done fresh. We got to look this up. So, a very small print here. We have barrels provided by Balcones Distilling, B A L C O N E S, Balcones Distilling. So, it's not your typical, you know, known distillery, it's at not, least. Yeah, it's not your big uh, Waco, Texas. I was going to say, it's not your big Kentucky bourbon, guys. Waco, Texas. That's different. I didn't think people in Waco, Texas drank beer. And on their picture on Google, one of theirs is uh, the first Texas whiskey on the market since Prohibition. 
So that's in interesting. Waco? So you can go I down guess. there, um, go to a Baylor game. Swing, swing through Tulsa, head towards. Uh, head yeah, towards go down Waco. there, and then you can go uh, get get your ship lap on uh, oh, down at lap. the. Uh, they open at one p.m. on a Saturday. I might be driving <laughs> through there on my way well, to Dallas in a couple sh- weeks. So demo day and ship lap. Maybe we uh, maybe we drop the wives off at uh, at Magnolia. At Magnolia, and we go to Balcones Distillery, and that's interesting. Then hit the road. They'll be fine to drive after Magnolia. Yeah, because they'll just have like <laughs> coffee and muffins and, a and scone and yeah, exactly. Scone. They can <clears throat> they can drool over Chip and Joanna's like shiplap, and <laughs> we can move on to the distilling, and then we can head on down to to Austin. Terrific. So have you guys tasted Sons of Darkness. Yeah, and actually, if I would have had this one first. I would have thought this had great mouthfeel. Still tons of barrel. Lots and lots and lots of barrel. Lots of barrel. It's lots of wood. Like mm-hmm. It's really woody and really barrel forward. And not in a bad way. No, I really, really like it. It's Yeah, I, I, Mark, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, this thing is super thick as well. Plenty of good mouthfeel. If we would have gone in order of mouthfeel... The Sons of Darkness probably would have still made us think the Truon was more like, it's like an oh, IPA it's or like a Pilsner. Pilsner. Um, Absolutely. And then, uh, and then this uh, dollar for dollar would have made the Sons of Darkness be, you know, basically on the lower echelon of, of a stout mouthfeel. Um, wow. I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit exaggerating, but, but there I, is I, I, there's there a, is a this, there's still a very noticeable difference in the in both of these. This has a fantastic mouthfeel as well. Probably more like your like. Me, Med, uh, Medianoche. Medianoche. From Weldworks. Uh, you know, that kind of mouthfeel. Fantastic. But that uh, this one is just, uh, what's the name of this again? Dollar for dollar. Dollar for dollar. That is, uh, that's just next level for mouthfeel. Yeah. We might have a winner for mouthfeel. This is, this is terrific. All right. So we can go line up and get our insulin shots after this is all done for the diabetes that we're going to uh, now ensue, but that's okay because it's worth it. We're doing this in the name of R&D. <laughs> Perfect. So what's on tap for everybody in the upcoming uh, weekend? This weekend? Um, Chicago. Sunday. You're going to Chicago. You're going to be at the Bears game Bears on game. Sunday. Nice. We're going to drive up. We're going to try to do... Uh, Vikings? An, Bears Vikings. Bears Bears Vikings. Three o'clock game, so we're gonna try to drive up and have a nice uh, provision for brunch. Mm-hmm. And where then, are you going? So we have. Um, we're, we're looking at like. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, the the smokehouse in West Loop. Um, green starts green, with a P. Green, oh, I was gonna. Say, what's Ooh, the green? Um, Publican. Publican. Oh yeah, Publican. So we're, gonna, we're gonna shoot for Publican for Ooh. brunch. Uh, do they have brunch? Or yeah, they do. Or Ashaval. Oh. Ashaval. Now both of those typically have like hour plus waits, and they don't do don't reservations. reservations. So we're kind of like, okay, let's get a backup one in the let's get a backup one in the area, um, because so more gr- than likely the girl we're gonna go try to we're gonna try to uh, you know we're gonna try to do a little bit of a tailgate, but also kind of get to the game at a decent hour so we can like sit down, have a beer, kind of take it in. Um, so yeah. we did, uh, we did also book brunch at Eden, which is also in the West Loop area. So okay. it's actually right about a block away from Goose Island Fulton. 
Oh, nice. Who uh, has been known to have a Bourbon County variant or two on-site only. Um, so, uh, fan of the show, Brett and I have strategically reserved Eden for brunch. And in the case that the Yoshival line is too long, we will go there and, and then follow with Goose Island. That sounds pretty so, good. A little bit of a, a beer day and then uh, then the Bears game. And then uh, my wife will uh, drive us back home. So, where are the girls? Babysitter. Nice. Family babysitter is this is, really nice. is this you're going up saturday night no we're gonna go up friday, friday we're gonna go up sunday morning sunday morning early yeah. we're so gonna that's be about it we're gonna be in chicago this weekend as well but we're going friday through saturday night we're gonna milk every minute we can out of my parents babysitting ability um go first on friday morning we probably are gonna hit more uh have not been there so looking forward to hitting that Hit up uh, Frontera Grill. We're going to go to a concert. Frontera Grill is fantastic. Um, Black Keys, we were there three years ago when they were there. Uh, and that's when we did hit up Ocheval before the concert. And we're just a touch late. We missed a lot of Cage the Elephant that concert because we went to Ocheval before the concert. Um, and then we're going to do brunch at Daniel, our um, long-missed um, fourth member. He recommended, and we've gone there before, to Beatrix for brunch, and we're going to hit that up again because we loved it so much the first time. Awesome. So that'll be Saturday. I thought you were going to say Daniel was joining you. That's what I thought. I well, Dang it. Wow. Well, I'm, Dang it. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to give him to get a reservation for notification. Four. Put the pressure on. <laughs> put reservation the pressure on. for four. <laughs> they Damn. won't let us sit down until the other two come. Yeah. Get here. <clears throat> Daniel, Daniel, reservation for four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Mark, uh, what you got in store? Actually, we have a very chill weekend. We are taking advantage of nothing really scheduled other than a couple um, navigating around a couple kids' activities, uh, baseball and uh, fall baseball and some gymnastics stuff, but nothing nothing crazy. So really looking forward to a nice chill weekend at home. You going to um, smoke something? I might. I was, I was just kind of thinking about that. Maybe With I this should... weather, I know that we got a little bit of rain coming in, but under this perfect patio, um, you can – smoke something basically as long as it's not what negative 10 out yeah or maybe that's even better weather to smoke something but but i um, you know i i enjoy seems like the perfect weekend for even, it even you know on a rainy day that's almost one of my favorite scenarios is to smoke sit out here and, and you know enjoy smoke like meat a, and a cigar yeah and a and nice cigar uh you know maybe get some nice bourbon out um just it's one of my favorite places just to unwind so um Really looking forward to a very chill, no, uh, no travel, no, no travel, activity, no, no huge, uh, huge schedule to, to adhere to. Of. Yeah. So looking forward to it. So I was able to get an in speaking of bourbon. I was going to ask you about this. And so the four roses single or no small batch limited edition that we've talked about before and probably had together a few times. That's always a blend of this like single barrel OES blank series that they do. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this at all or, but they've got four different bourbons that they blend into their, uh, SBLE or, or small batch limited edition every year. It's like OESK, OESQ, SV and S. I don't mm-hmm. know what the last one is. Okay. So, um, someone of mine, a friend of mine on the East coast had an in on three of those. And so I will be getting those here in the next couple of days, and I'm kind of anxious to just crack them all like side by side by side. So another bourbon episode. So that'll be. Uh, I'm kind of excited about that, and 
they're all like 10 to 12 years in age. So it's kind of like a store pick single barrel, but then it's part of this like special recipe that they do in, in some of their picks, but then they also save for, um, their, uh, their SBLE. So, uh, I don't know if you guys know anything about that, but I don't, I mean, I've, I've only seen the, the, <clears throat> the lettering on, right on the SBLE. And so someone said, Hey, I can get this. I don't know if you know anything about it. I said, wow. uh, yes, please. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, it's probably a little more advanced than I, like my knowledge of it. So, uh, but I've seen that. But I, I, yeah, that's awesome. So I'll be uh, inviting myself over. Terrific! <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. That's awesome. <laughs> I need to pull out the smoker. It's been a while, but yeah. we've not been in town. Uh, we've been in Iowa City, taking in, talking about good brews and good times. Uh, the cyclocross race and um, Deschutes provided a lot of good provisions in terms of uh, while watching Belgians race drinking good beer I would I would challenge you like obviously you know if you don't have the time to do like the big long smokes like a brisket or you know a, a pork butt or something like that but don't don't give up on that grill use it for like, yeah use it for quicker things like it, you know do like some flatbed bread pizzas or you know I I try to continue to use it for more like even weekly night things that might only take, you know, 30, 40 minutes, you know, obviously we're not, it's not like an eight, 10 hour smoke or something, but yeah, uh, just continue to hone your craft there with uh, other, other items. I'm ready to do some ribs again though. Oh yeah. Some ribs. That's what I'm kind of in the mood for. So I think next weekend um, might be uh, in store for some ribs. Um, Aaron Franklin says the three, two, one rule on the ribs is uh, a good way to follow. You can't go wrong there. So I mean, you, you, you three, will, two, one, you'll, you'll never mess it up. So, uh, three hours smoke, uh, two hours wrap, two hours wrapped, and then one hour finishing and then saucing as yep. well. Tightens everything back up in that last, uh, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. I've been oh. making my way, my way through the master class of Aaron Franklin. Nice. And that was the last one, so that's probably why it's on my mind and I want to do it. So Awesome. So let's take a quick poll here. If you were going to grab ribs, are you baby back ribs or are we spare ribs, guys? What, what would be your pick? Spare ribs. Spare, but I've, I've never probably had them side by side to really nitpick the difference but I w- i'd probably I would, always go spare i would prefer spare as well but a, a well done baby backs are really nice so and then while we're talking on ribs the beef ribs oh the dinosaur bones <laughs> the mark mark <laughs> to give done, to my dog <laughs> mark has done some of the most beautiful like aesthetically looking and pleasing in terms of palate those things look Awesome, coming off the off awesome. The, oh, off it's the it's meat candy. It's a, especially I when mean, you hold them up with your hand and see I mean, how small your you hand just, is compared to it. You just pull the bone right out. <laughs> I mean, it's. I don't know if it gets much better than that. I, I basically call it brisket on the bone. Yeah, and it's one of them will put you in a, a meat coma for sure. I will happily be in a meat coma anytime. Yeah. Oh yeah, for that. We need uh maybe this fall we should uh, have a, another little uh, smoke out with uh, meat fest yeah a little meat fest and maybe wine maybe try to make it a you know an afternoon to where we could do a cigar and maybe some bourbons and and pair that along with uh and in fall <laughs> is perfect for you that. don't even need to finish the sentence fall is in. perfect for that <laughs> we do need to do a uh a, a wine episode as well 
Yeah, a wine episode is probably long overdue, and uh, the planning of that will go into effect immediately to All include right. the wives because um, I'd like to sit back and listen to them talk, especially about wine. My wife has been very off of the wine lately because she's preparing for, I think she's doing the some half marathon in Chicago next week. I should say, okay. I should know. Um, <laughs> but I'm too busy worrying about how to like watch the kids and stuff. Um, but she's going to do a half marathon uh, next weekend in Chicago. So she's been laying off, you know, a lot of the, while she's trained. Sure. But she'll be ready for a nice glass of wine yeah. to celebrate. S- speaking of wine, I've got a, a Portland, Oregon trip coming up. Uh, well, I, you have a special birthday coming up. We, I do. I do. Uh, the big, the big twenty five. Yeah, the, yeah, the big <laughs> two. Got to celebrate twenty five when you get that rental car discount the right way. Yeah. So no, I got the big four uh, zero coming up here real quick. I'm the old man. In the so group. what's on deck on Portland? So Do you know yet? Well, we've been there. I've been there before. Yeah. And it was very uh, beer centric. And I'm and I do have my list of places that I want to hit in Portland and out on the coast and Tillamook and those areas like Degard and. Uh, down to Pelican and, you know, hit some of those. Not areas. in Tillamook for Pelican. True, true. You will not find Pelican on true. the beach if you go west true. from Tillamook. True. <laughs> um, and, you know, and there's a couple in uh, Portland proper that I want to hit as well. Uh, I mean, the the list is endless. You know, Great Notion, Ex Novo, uh, you know, uh, just on and on. But this this year uh, we're actually going to be a little more we're, – we're actually going to spend – most of our time in Willamette uh, Valley, which is a wine country, and we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of the the vineyards there, and uh, just make a a nice weekend. Actually, the place we're staying is an actual it's an old um, tasting room in the middle of a vineyard, so that's like that's where awesome. we're staying. So yeah, cool. it's gonna be beautiful. It's right on a a vineyard with a with a lake and everything. It's gonna be uh, just really looking forward to getting away and. Uh, just enjoying the food and the wine of that area and then mixing that in with a little coast. And also, obviously, you can't go wrong in Portland. Yeah. Portland, um, the um, the West Coast Portland, not the uh, the Portland, Maine. Yes, correct. That's awesome. Can't go e- wrong in either place. No, you you need to go to Portland for either I've been to neither beer, beercation. So hit that up. Well, guys, playoff baseball is upon us now, and I'm sorry the both of you will be. Um, I'm not. <laughs> what? Um, hey, Ryan, let's talk about something else. Delaying, <laughs> delaying the inevitable is the worst thing for mankind. Because so. I know, I know, Daniel would be happy to indulge and talk about playoff baseball with me. My boss is a diehard Cardinals fan. She's making all of her Cub fan employees right with a St. Louis Cardinals pen I until the that. Cardinals are eliminated from the playoffs. That's great. <laughs> That's just good clean fun right there. <laughs> it's good clean fun. Good clean fun. But I but I I'm happy that the Nationals are back in it. Wow, do I not miss Bryce Harper one bit? But looking forward to uh, good old heterochromia it's taking feel good taking to lose over him the, and make the playoffs and the team he went to not make the playoffs. Go yeah. Bears. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So. yeah, and the Bears uh doing good. Uh my boy David Montgomery Doing pretty mm. good at Iowa uh, State boy. Yeah. yeah, Iowa State boy uh, likes to likes to break a lot of tackles. So uh, sports, fall sports are the best sports because you got playoff baseball, you got pro football, college football, full stride. So this Fall's, is a great time. Fall is the best. Autumn. So yeah, cheers to autumn. Cheers to autumn. Cheers to autumn. <laughs> cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs>